0: Hello, fellow rebel capitalists, hope you're well. So I wanted to share a story with you on how I was able to make uh, quite a bit of money, very good returns, through something called crisis investing. And of course, that's not an original term. I'm getting that from my good friend, Doug Casey. And actually, ironically enough, Doug is how I got the idea for this uh, this crisis investing I did back in 2013, that ended up working out very, very well for my portfolio. And I think it's something that may present opportunities in 2023 for all the reasons that we always talk about on this channel. Uh, Although those opportunities might not be there right now, I think it's prudent to go ahead and set up a watch list and prepare. uh, Just in case things get cheap, you can go ahead and take action and it's premeditated it's not reactionary so let's go ahead and first and foremost go over this story from bloomberg that josh just sent me and this is kind of what sparked my my idea and why i wanted to talk about crisis investing so the title of this story hotels distress lays groundwork for more bankruptcies in 2023 Now, I wasn't familiar with this. I thought pretty much every hotel was doing well. And I know there are a lot of hotels that are or did well in 2022. But uh, this gentleman, Alex Wolf, reports that not all of them did. In fact, several hotels um, and name brand hotels actually went bankrupt in 2022 because they were just barely hanging on by a thread. And although they may have gotten the PPP loans and all these other things, that it didn't, uh, along with other factors, it didn't help them weather the storm, so to speak. And uh, they waved the white flag. But there's also other variables that are at play right now that I didn't really know about and that Alex brings up that are very insightful. So let's get into this. So he's talking about parts of the hospitality industry maybe finally reaching their tipping point. As of December, close to $4.1 billion out of roughly $93 billion and outstanding lodging loans are delinquent. Wow, I didn't know that either. So that's a good, what, 5% or so. According to data from CMBS analytical firm, TREP Inc., it currently projects about $35 billion worth of those loans to mature this year so in 2023. So let's think about this. They're going to have to roll that debt over at likely way higher interest rates, way higher. (laughs) Because although Fed funds is still just at 4.25, or what was it? Maybe uh, the range between 4.25 and 4.5. So Fed funds, effective Fed funds, let's call it 4.35, 4.35, something like that, which doesn't sound like a lot when you look at the historic Fed funds rate, but the rate at which it has increased is quite literally unprecedented. So think about that. The 35 billion, man, that mature this year, 2023, that's almost, what is it, a third? It's a little more than a third. Of the total outstanding loans for lodging, which would mean hotels, mature this year. So I'm assuming that most of that $35 billion is not going to be just paid off, but it will be rolled over. I mean, it what, double the interest rate? I mean, what does that do to your bottom line if you're a hotel where your interest costs double, maybe even more? So this gal, Deborah Friedland, Managing Director of Eisner Advisory Group, here's a quote, I'm getting a number of calls from clients who are in need of assistance. Yeah, just wait till they have to roll over that debt, Deborah. <laughs> then you're going to be getting a lot more calls. Many callers are worried about operational costs and shrinking profitability in the face of maturing debt liability. See, By the way, guys, I didn't read this. I just barely, you know, I scanned the, title and i i did not read this so but this is this common sense i mean you can kind of put two and two together and know that this is the problem that they're going to be facing as she points out here which is rolling that debt over uh but that's not all the problems some are simply asking whether they should file for bankruptcy so they can see the writing on the wall i mean it's not rocket science for heaven's sakes All you have to do is just look at your balance sheet, look at your P&L, and then factor in current interest rates, or maybe even higher interest rates. At the time, you have to roll over that debt and just simply do the math. And what she's saying for a lot of these hotels is that math don't work. So they're like, we can see the writing on the wall. We're not going to survive. We cannot survive higher interest rates. So should we just call it a day right now? before the recession, when we might be able to get more favorable terms in in a bankruptcy. Some notable hotels like the world's tallest Holiday Inn. I didn't even know that was a thing. The world's, is that something to be proud of? (laughs) What is that, like five stories high? (laughs) The world's tallest Holiday Inn. That's like saying some notable persons like the world's tallest midget. (laughs) (laughs) and the crown plaza times square were already forced into bankruptcy in 2022 well it doesn't surprise me about new york after failing to fully recover from the pandemic yeah thanks new york thanks for the the medicine mandates and all your help and keep up with operational costs and debt service that we were talking about before so so then they go on to list these economic headwinds which you guys will know very very well but they also point out some other things that I was not aware of, such as pressure to spend. On top of facing maturing debt in the challenging environment for borrowing, operators, and and most likely declining revenues due to recession, operators of branded hotels are coming under great pressure from brand owners to make capital improvements. So here's what I didn't think about, but uh, makes a lot of sense, is when you are an individual owner of a holiday inn, You know, Holiday Inn doesn't own all of those. It's like, it's like, it's a franchise. And so, although they may own some, they don't own all of them. Most of them are independently owned. That's why when you go into a hotel, you check in at the front desk and, uh, you know, one of these small hotels, and usually you'll see like paperwork there saying, this hotel is owned by XYZ LLC. So it's just a DBA doing business as Hilton or Holiday Inn or what have you, uh, motel Six. So uh, these franchise ores have rules that you have to have this signage. You have to update, you know uh, at these times. you have and when you update, you have to do this to your show. I'm sure the rules are very stringent. And what this article points out is many of these hotel franchisees were allowed to postpone making these improvements under their brand or flag agreements. Because of the of sickness, but there's now increased demand to complete stalled projects, like updating lounges and other hotel amenities," said another person whose name I can't pronounce, who was hired to lead bank uh, lead a bankrupt group that owns and operates a shuttered five star Wagner Hote. in Lower Manhattan. Not sure what. Okay, I guess that's I guess that's a hotel, but uh, yeah, this is another reason why they're looking at their declining revenue, their increased cost when it comes to higher interest rates. And then they're looking at all this deferred maintenance. And they're saying, where are we going to get the money for this, especially in an environment where money might be cheap, but you guys know from watching my videos that that doesn't necessarily mean that money is loose. Money may be cheap, but it could be also very tight And let's combine that with the fact that this deferred maintenance is going to cost them way more to do it right now than it would have back in 2019 or 2020. I mean, you guys know what's happened to wages, although they haven't kept up with inflation to hire a construction worker or a general contractor to update your lobby. Let's say, uh, what's that going to cost you double, maybe, maybe even more, maybe triple what it would have cost in 2019. So this is a perfect storm for these hotels. That's really the bottom line, which could present a huge opportunity. Because I can tell you, you know, fast forward five years or 10 years, uh, Americans are still going to be using hotels. I don't care how many, you know, uh, of Josh's friends are still living in the metaverse or whatever. We're going to be, there's going to be a tremendous amount of demand for hotels, uh, the right ones in the right locations. Those aren't going away, no matter how bad the U.S. economy gets. So this could be something, especially if you're like me and you kind of understand real estate to a certain degree, this could be something that you want to put on that watch list. Also, uh, maybe if you're an individual investor, you might want to you know, think about. Like if you're a Kenny or something like that, or even, you know, when I was, uh, when was this in 2000, what would have been 2013 or 14, I was actually looking at buying a couple of these small hotels, not in the United States, but, uh, outside the U S so maybe it's a good idea to, to, if you're a real estate guy or gal, uh, put something like this on your watch list. And even if you're not, you know, if you're more of a stock investor, look at the publicly traded companies that might have some issues uh, due to these variables. And uh, especially if they're paying a dividend or something, like, obviously that dividend probably get cut, but it's something to uh, look for in 2023. And if you do the homework up front, if those prices do come down to an attractive level, or the PE comes down or whatever metric you're using, then you can go ahead and, and pull the trigger. You'll be ready and because you've done the homework in advance and it's not this this knee-jerk reaction type thing. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as forward slash pro that's georgegammon.com forward slash pro we'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level so now let's go over to this story i wanted to tell you guys which is definitely applicable to hotels to crisis investing uh, and what I'm going to be doing next week, uh, along with with Josh. So this is a very small little hotel, a couple hotels in a place called Cyprus. And in 2013, uh, if you guys, you most likely remember that Cyprus went through a huge crisis uh, where they were doing the bail-ins. Remember that? When uh the banks were just failing miserably. So they basically stole the money of their depositors. And they said, Well, it doesn't matter. It's these rich Russian guys, and you know, anyone uh whose account is less than a hundred thousand euro, well, you don't have to worry about it. But the bottom line is it just rocked their stock market. And it rocked uh the share price of this group called Lordis Lordos hotels, which soup, it's like a little teeny penny stock, but I found out about it, uh, through Doug Casey. And, uh, I thought, you know, and this was when I was first getting into macro. And, uh, it's when I kind of came to the conclusion that I wanted to buy things when they're cheap and sell them when they're expensive. (laughs) And in 2012, I gotten heavily involved in us real estate. So I thought, what the heck, uh, I'll go ahead and set up an account in Cyprus, which actually wasn't that hard. And go ahead and buy something there that's cheap. And this was the first thing that caught my eye because it was real estate, so I understood it. So I'd understand their balance sheet and all these other things. So I went ahead and and bought the stock. And uh, let's see if we can go to a chart, nineteen or so. So right around then, it was maybe fifty. We'll call it fifty-five cents. Now it's up to uh, seventy-three cents. So, I don't know, call it a 6X, a six-bagger. Uh, six <laughs> but now, of course, I'm not selling. Uh, I've never sold. I barely even look at the price. But um, And I might add, the dividend yield is up to $0.03, cents, which, again, doesn't sound huge. But when you consider the cost basis, that's, what, a 25% dividend yield? <laughs> that's what I call an investment, something that pays you to own it. So this was just a quick story of uh, crisis investing. Obviously, this isn't investing advice. Uh, this is just something that I've done that uh, maybe you want to consider. Maybe it's right for you. Maybe it's, maybe it's not. Uh, but I think it's just um, a good example of buying cheap and, and selling, well, not selling yet, but uh, really, buying cheap, but taking advantage of a so-called crisis opportunity, which we may see more of in 2023, assuming we go into a global economic recession, if not something that's that's unfortunately even worse. And uh, lastly, I'll tomorrow. I'm flying to Portugal to hang out with Angie and Joaquin, who do manage all my real estate stuff here in Medellin. And uh, they're there on vacation with their kids. So I told them I'd meet them out there for a week or so. And we're going to hang out in Lisbon and then go down to Porto. And uh, after Porto, I've got to meet some buddies in Dubai on the 19th, on the 19th or 20th. So I figured that I'd go through Turkey uh, because Istanbul, as you guys know, it could be the next crisis opportunity. If you look at the Belt and Road initiative of China, Istanbul is smack dab in the middle, smack dab in the middle. And if you're someone that thinks the world is bifurcating, and that that probability is is high over the next decade, and that these brick countries will start coming together and forming more of an alliance. And also, too, I'd encourage you to pull up Google Maps. And just actually, let me do it right now, because I had this pulled up the other day. Because you can see here, I'm looking at Turkmenistan and Uzbekistan and Afghanistan. I, I'm, I'm, I've I'm kind of mapped out uh, the Chinese Belt and Road. So Istanbul is right here in the middle. For those of you who are geographically uh, retarded, <laughs> like I am, I, I'll admit I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, it, but we've got Turkey here. We've got uh, Russia, we've got Europe, but maybe even more importantly, we have Saudi Arabia, we have India right here, China right here as well. So I don't know what percentage of the world's population lives right here in my little, you know, as I'm scrolling around with my pointer arrow, or even, you know, if you want to go as just say Istanbul is your furthest west point. So just say that's for this West, just include Russia, the Stans, Iran, which has, what, 50, 100 million people? I mean, a lot of people in Iran. Uh, you got Saudi Arabia. You've got India, obviously, what, 1.6 billion or so. Uh, China, another, what, 1.5 billion. Myanmar, I know there's a huge population there as well. And uh, then if you scroll down, go down to Malaysia, Vietnam, I mean, I, I don't know what percentage of the world's population lives right here, but I'm guessing, I don't know, maybe 60%, a, a large portion. That's safe to say. And so uh, my point there is Istanbul is in crisis mode, uh, dealing with close to hyperinflation. You're dealing with a ruler guy there that's just economically insane. Uh, his uh, cure for inflation is lower interest rates. And uh, at some point, now is probably not the right time, but maybe in the future, like Jim Rogers teaches us, there may be a catalyst to go in there and uh, potentially kick some tires. So anyway, uh, let's, we'll go to this map and we'll kind of see my route here. I'm going to Lisbon uh, tomorrow. I'll be there Sunday. And then from Lisbon, I'm going to shoot over to Istanbul and, uh, Josh, I think might meet me out there and I'm just going to do some boots on the ground research and look at brokers. I, it's kind of hard to figure out how to set up a brokerage account there and to, to, be able to buy stocks on the Turkish stock exchange and get data and charts. But you know, that's why you go there and you just, uh, I don't know who the hell we're going to talk to, but I always figure it out <laughs> wherever I go. Even when I came to Medellin, when I first came here, I came all by myself, and you just make it happen and you figure it out. So hopefully we'll be able to figure out a good broker there. And if I do find one, I'm definitely going to set up an account. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna buy something, but I'll set up an account. I'll fund it so you've got some dry powder there, and then just start building a watch list and then just wait and 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 see what happens. And so I'll take you guys along with me with that journey. We'll probably, um, if I if I continue to go this kind of crisis investing route, uh, we'll definitely include more content for the, the members of Rebel Capitalist Pro. So if you're interested in this type of content and, uh, you know, learning how to set up these brokerage accounts and maybe things that I'm looking at on my watch list when I'm doing this, the, the kind of the boots on the ground research here, uh, check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. You can do it for dollar, I think, for a week to, uh, to see if you like it. And if you do, if you want more of this in the future, uh, just you know, remain a subscriber. And uh, I'm obviously going to fill in the members and most likely build more of those uh, model portfolios that I currently have. It's, it's really right now specific to the United States. But I'd like to build model portfolios for these smaller markets with crisis investing too, one of them being Istanbul. And then from Istanbul, we're going to shoot down to Dubai and I've got to meet some buddies down there and Josh is probably going to go with me, but I'll do the exact same thing there. Just, I want to look at real estate in Dubai. I'm very interested in that, but I also want to look at setting up a brokerage. I don't even know if that's possible. I'm sure it is. Uh, but we're, we're just going to do that uh, research when we get there and uh, we'll bring you guys along for the ride. But The main theme of this video is to... Uh, Number one, if you like hotels, that might be something you would put on the watch list due to the reasons we discussed in this Bloomberg article. Uh, But also 2023 may be a year of a lot of volatility. It may be very tumultuous. And what that means is it can also be uh, a great opportunity to buy things when they are cheap. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you stand up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. See you in the next video.